Hello everyone, welcome back to Sentient Future. This is episode 26. We continue our look at the fourth skill in the sentient worldview, interpreting our situation with reason. Today, let's talk about diagrams. Diagrams are a useful visual aid to organize and relate ideas. They typically serve one of two purposes. Either you are using a diagram to reason something out yourself, or you're using it to communicate with other people. Diagrams are useful for reasoning through something yourself, because it means you don't have to keep track of the details mentally. This is especially valuable when what you're looking at is quite complex, or requires a number of steps, the results of which you need to track. Diagrams are useful for communicating with others, because some people learn best visually. And if you are explaining a creative idea, in which you are connecting a couple of thoughts you have, then other people can understand through your diagram which connections you've made and which ones you're emphasizing. Now there are many different types of diagrams, and I'll mention them briefly here, but we should first talk about some best practices that apply to all of them. The first best practice is labeling. Whether it's your title, your axes, different sections, different points, or different lines. If you don't label your work, it'll be hard to keep track of what you've written down for yourself, never mind trying to communicate it to others. The second best practice is to select the diagram that fits your situation best. This means that it doesn't introduce bias, like your perspective. The third best practice is to thought about the reason for the diagram, the conclusion of what it says, and how you or others might act on it. Or simply put, make sure it's relevant. So the first big category of diagrams are graphs. The traditional types are bar, line, pi, and scatter graphs. Bar charts are best for directly comparing quantities at a given time. Line graphs are best for comparing quantities over time, or rather their trend. Pie charts are good for representing proportions or percentages. And scatter plots are good for identifying clusters, which might indicate some underlying similarity between the data points. In short, graphs are the category of diagram that is best used to display quantitative information. The next type of diagram we'll talk about are sectional diagrams. The most common form of sectional diagram that you would have seen has a vertical and a horizontal line which meet in the middle perpendicularly. This creates four quadrants, top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right. Sectional diagrams like these are good for categorizing data, usually based on how they relate to the vertical axis and the horizontal axis. You might then treat all of the data points in one of the quadrants, say top left, in a particular way, and treat the ones in the bottom right a particular way. Simply put, sectional diagrams are good for sorting. Next, we have Venn diagrams, which consist of two or more circles that overlap. The circles typically contain similar types of data, whether they are people or businesses or skills. Each circle then contains items in that set that share a particular attribute. Then, the intersection of the circles is where we place the items that share both attributes. Venn diagrams are useful for identifying similarities and differences between groups. Next, let's talk about process maps. Process maps describe a sequence of events and decisions. They typically start with a single decision or question, but then fork depending on your answer. They're made to help people follow a particular process or procedure by answering a series of questions. Depending on your answers, you'll typically follow the process through a series of actions or to a different endpoint, which might represent the action you're supposed to take. In short, process maps are key for consistency and quality assurance. The last major type of diagram we'll talk about here is mind mapping. Mind maps often start in the center of a blank page with a central theme or idea. We then create branches off of that central idea. 
Each branch might represent a different attribute of that idea. For example, you could use a mind map to show the different components of a car. You might break the car down into major branches such as wheels, chassis, engine, and then those branches can become sub-branches and so on and so forth. Mind maps are good for showing connections between ideas. And now we come to my favorite segment of every episode. So what? How does knowing about diagrams help me live more intentionally? Well, we said they had two purposes. If you're using them to reason through something complex yourself, then diagrams often allow you to get an answer to your difficult question. And if you're using them to communicate with others, it helps establish shared understanding with which you can then collaborate. Clarity of direction and collaboration both help you achieve your goals, and thus you'll feel more fulfilled having achieved something that mattered to you. So, I'm curious, when do you use diagrams? As always, thanks very much for tuning in today, and until next time, live intentionally. Sentient Future out.